Hello, and welcome to What the Denmark, the show that explains things that seem peculiar as an outsider in Denmark. I'm Sam. And I'm Josefina. Each episode, we'll discuss a new topic, talk to experts, and try to understand why something so normal in Denmark is confusing to foreigners. Despite living abroad for many years, I'll be giving the inside view of Danish culture. And as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm originally from the UK, and so we'll be giving the outsider view of the country. Our ultimate goal is to resolve cultural confusion in Denmark. This show is just one part of that mission, and so stick around to the end to hear about how you too can be involved. This week we are talking about getting into bed with a Danish person. If you're an outsider to Denmark, you may not have seen this, but it's very common to have two individual duvets on one double bed. And if you're a Dane, you might be thinking, how does something as obvious as each person having their own dutna warrant a podcast episode? But as you'll hear, there's actually quite a lot of interesting history, science and culture bound up in this approach to co-sleeping. We'll be speaking to people around the world to gauge their reactions to couples each having their own individual duvet. We go out into the field to Jusk, one of Denmark's largest bedding companies, to understand the choices shoppers have when purchasing a duvet or duvets. And we speak with a sleep expert and academic about the science and cultural history behind what is the optimal sleeping strategy. So Sam, actually, I've taken for granted um, that I've experienced so many different styles of duvets because I suppose when you travel around the world, you see so many different things and you kind of adjust to it. But I have to say, I thought it was interesting coming back to Denmark after 18 years abroad and then suddenly seeing single duvets on the double beds because I'd gotten so used to the big, beautiful double duvets where you can snuggle up together uh, and be together in the warmth of your bed. Um, so it felt odd, actually. What about you? Yeah. Well, for me, I I'm yeah grew up in the UK uh, and I yeah, lived abroad um, for a few years in, in Kenya. And then I moved to Denmark in September of 2019. And stepping into the apartment that my girlfriend and I were sharing and seeing the double bed with two single duvets, it was a real shock because it, it, it felt like is something wrong with our relationship up until that point um, through my whole childhood and up until and growing up I'd never seen an adult voluntarily have a single duvet and so the the notion of seeing separate duvets made me think right this is this is a couple that has twin beds they live they sleep in separate rooms there's something wrong with the marriage and so it really could not get my head around it so your girlfriend is Danish yes is that right yeah And how how did she react to your reaction to the single duvets? She, I think she, she just was like, "What are you on about? Like, you know, it's 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 fine. Like, you know, we're just gonna, you know, actually, it's, we'll be able to sleep a lot better. Um, you know, what's the issue? I think it's really interesting that you found it really uncomfortable coming to Denmark and then seeing the two single duvets, and in a way that almost felt like it undermined your relationship and the fact that you're an adult. But, you know, what I found equally difficult when I arrived in England many years ago was the fact that they had blankets, woolen blankets on the bed and with a sheet under and they were sort of tugged under the mattress and then you sort of had to climb into this envelope. You had to sort of like pe- peel away the, the thing that's really tightly bound down, is that right? That's right. Yeah, under the mattress, and you know you couldn't stretch your feet out, and you felt very uncomfortable in this 
blanket situation. And what I also found was I never knew, maybe it's me going being a little bit um, OCD, but I never knew what had happened to this blanket before I had it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, you can wash a duvet cover. Yeah. But with these blankets, how often did they get washed? And so that was something that I actually felt uncomfortable with. And then the idea of waking up and then the sheet had gone off the blanket and I was like chewing on this blanket, this gross blanket, which I had no idea what the history of yeah. it was. So so I I, I can relate to your concern about mm. single duvet, but see, that was my experience. So in terms of why Denmark is different and people have separate duvets as opposed to double duvets, despite hours of internet research, there doesn't seem to be a conclusive answer as to why some countries, including Denmark, have separate duvets. That said, we can speculate on some of the ideas. Yes, so the colder climate might have meant that there was a greater need for a thick, fluffy bed covering here in Scandinavia. Because, obviously, trying to share one sheet or one duvet, one partner might get cold and be left out. Therefore, it would also be safest for each person to have their own. You know, and if we can compare this, for example, with Mediterranean, where it's, you know, open windows, warm, you know, if somebody rolls out from beneath the duvet, it's not the end of the world. Whereas in cold... It might be pneumonia. Yeah, in cold Denmark, Mm. it's big. In other parts of the world, e.g. the UK, there was prestige in having a large bed. The king or queen of England would boast a large, wide bed, which they would have to themselves. To have shared bed coverings, might undermine the authority of the rich and powerful person. And this probably trickled down in society with others in high society trying to emulate it. On this, I've recently started watching The Crown. Have you watched The Crown? Uh, I've watched some of it, yes. So you know when like the, especially, I'm currently on season one and all the uh, the characters, they have these big, large double beds. And even though they're married couples, they have their own bed. Mm. And so I was seeing this and I was like, okay, this this is this was like, what people in England aspired to, was to have this big double bed. Yeah, so you might have to share it because you couldn't quite pull off the big bed for each person, but at least you could show off the power and prestige with your big double duvet. Exactly. Or maybe shared blankets comes from this legacy, at least in the UK, for having servants. So to preserve warmth, many people, adults, children and servants, would sleep together in the same bed under the same thin blanket, the only way to stay warm. When duvets arrived on the shelves, this mindset of one bed covering per bed persisted. So this was interesting. In households, when you had lots of people, everyone would sleep in the same bed. It was a way of obviously saving space, but also just a way of keeping warm in the winter that several people would sleep together. And you know, to, to go down this mindset of, okay, well, each person has their own duvet, that's not very economical. So let's just have this one big duvet, this one big covering and pile in as many people as possible. And so again, this, this notion of one bed, one bed covering is just sort of reinforced again. It turns out that the, the idea of a duvet is a relatively recent phenomenon in the UK. So there's apparently a, a guy called Sir Terence Conran who owned a range of stores called Habitat. And the story goes, I don't know how true this actually is, is that in the 1960s he found himself in Stockholm waking up in bed with, uh, he says, a lovely Swedish lady. And there was this big fluffy blanket on the, uh, on the bed. And she was like, well, this is a duvet. And he thought, well, this thing's great. When he went back to West London, that was the first thing he started doing in his, his uh, shop on Kings Road. Apparently that's what introduced British culture into duvets. 
Yeah, and it's fascinating, actually, the history of the duvet. My father tells me stories of being a little kid and being tugged in with these big, heavy duvets they used in the old days. And um, he actually said he could hardly move because they used some feathers that were quite different than the ones that we experience today, which are are quite luxurious and light in comparison. Mm. So duvets have certainly developed. And I think something which um, might be interesting to, to talk about is the science behind duvets. My name's Dr. Neil Stanley. I'm a PhD and I've been involved in sleep research for the last 38 years. We spoke about what does the science say behind this? I published a paper back in 2005 that shows that much of your sleep disturbance is caused by your bed partner. Now, of course, some of that disturbance can be noise, snoring or, or whatever, but most of it is due to movement or fights over the duvet. So having a large duvet on the bed means that you fight over it, means there is that air channel down the middle that lets cold air in on a cold winter's night. His view is that you should be selfish with sleep. You can't share your sleep with anybody. So two separate duvets, once you've decided that's it, you're going to sleep, is by far the best way of getting a good night's sleep. Now this is interesting because from a scientific perspective, take away all the romance, take away all the tradition, take away everything. From a scientific perspective, the best thing you can do is to have a massive bed those are his words, not mine, a massive bed with your own duvet and just to be relatively separate and not to sort of nudge into each other. Yeah, if it's all about quality of sleep, then I suppose it's all about you having your own space so that you won't be disrupted by your partner in any way. And you can start by having each your duvet and then if you want even better sleep, you can actually choose to sleep in separate beds. But I suppose that uh, it takes away the joy of being a couple. Yeah, but there are other things to factor in. To this relationship for sure yeah or like you're the person who you choose to share a bed with and it's really just sort of cold hard mechanics of we must get as much optimize our sleep yeah and also that is probably this one space as a couple where particularly if you have children that you have time to say good morning and give each other a kiss and say good night and give each other a kiss because otherwise you're rushing around through the day so that is basically a very collective and unionizing experience having a bed mm. that you can both go to and that's your joint space. Yeah. Okay, so we've actually heard what the uh, expert has to say, but you also talked about the history of twin beds and how it all came about uh, with a historian or an academic. Yes, so um, in doing research for this, we came across uh, an interesting book called A Cultural History of Twin Beds. And this spoke about, from a UK perspective, um, what have been couples' relationships with beds. So. I spoke with the Professor Hilary Hines about this. I'm Hilary Hines. I'm Professor of Literary Culture in the Department of English Literature and Creative Writing at Lancaster University. And last year, I published a book called A Cultural History of Twin Beds. I kept coming across references to twin beds, and I thought I knew what twin beds signified. I thought I assumed that they had the same kind of connotations uh, then as they do now. In other words, you know, kind of rather embarrassingly old-fashioned, a bit prudish, and so on and so forth. Up until sort of the 1800s, um, couples would share a bed together. And then around sort of 1890s, um, there was a, a bit of a health scare. And people said for hygienic reasons, couples should begin to sleep in separate beds. 
Um, that quickly evolved into this idea of it being a vogue thing for couples to have twin beds. By the time we get to the 1950s and after the war, um, there then begins the trend to repeat for couples in England to have a double duvet and a double bed. My sense is that is that it's very much to do with a shift in the culture of marriage after World War II. Women were therefore encouraged to go back into the home. So, you know, the man was going out to work and the woman should look to the home as her place of reward and satisfaction. That was articulated through homemaking and on this idea of togetherness. So creating a home in which that ideal of togetherness could be cultivated. It was companionable. It was very yeah. clear then that the sexual relationship was part of that togetherness yeah. and it's an environment in which the sexual relationship could thrive. This is so interesting because this idea of a twin bed means a failed marriage. That has filtered all the way through into my understanding until September 2019. I walk into the bedroom and I see separate duvets. For me, I'm still making that connection that separate sleeping arrangements is uh, a failed marriage. So it's really interesting, isn't it, the way that in the 50s you got this idea of the housewife creating a cosy environment where the man felt comfortable and there was a sense of unity when you came home. But also in Denmark, we actually have the concept hygge. Mm. And that's all about creating a cosy and lovely environment where everybody feels at home and you snuggle up. And and uh, and it's strange because here we never had the double duvet and maybe it was a big marketing ploy. Mm. I mean, does, does this is something I've always thought is the, the double duvet seems to be the epitome of intimacy between a couple. And does not the idea of having two separate duvets Does that not run counter to Hugo? So actually you could see it as such, but actually, obviously the Danes are the ones who came up with the concept Hugo. So in many ways, maybe Hugo doesn't have to be a double duvet. You can snuggle up with each your duvet and still have Hugo. But that said, I have to say that having been abroad for many years, I love the double duvet and I think it's very Hugelit when uh, I'm I'm in in bed with my husband and we can cuddle up and we can chat and we can watch films and series together close to each other because we don't have uh, one duvet we both have to fit under. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, you actually chatted to different people from across the world about their duvet habits not long ago. Um, there was one from California, is that right? It is, yes. So I have uh, my friend Greg, who's uh, originally from Poland, and his wife Marina from Spain. Marina's aunt and uncle spent some time living in Sweden and they adopted the separate duvets approach much to the confusion of uh, Marina's family back home. So it's funny that even though when they rent their summer house in Spain, they still have those two duvets. And I know that by comments of my parents when they go there, they are like, why they do, this is really weird. Why do they have this here? I mean, for us, I think it's kind of like, uh, The natural question, for many people who have not had separate duvets is, well, what's weird about it? I mean, for us, I think it's kind of like, uh, like if you are putting a distance in between you and your partner, that kind of like warm. Greg chimed in. Practically yeah. speaking, the single duvets make a lot of sense. I think it's a, it's a practical solution because mm. we've had fights over the duvet and I've had been, I've been told some mornings that I've stole the, the duvet and 
Marina wasn't happy about it. So I guess if you had separate ones, yeah, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have those uh, conversations. Which begs the question, why, if you have fights over the shared duvet, would you not just get separate duvets? Well, life is not all about <laughs> practicality, you know, and bearing in mind that I'm dealing here with the Spanish fire, you know, a lot of it is about intimacy and clo- closeness and, you know, emotion. So I think, I think yeah. the single duvet represents all those things. I totally get Marina and Greg, actually, because it's not all about practicality. There is something called romance as well, of course. And then there's also aesthetics, because actually, I think it looks terrible on a double bed with two single duvets. It looks very incomplete. And I love the look of a big, beautiful double duvet across the bed with some beautiful decorative pillows or cushions that finishes the look. (laughs) This is so interesting because in thinking about this, I had various things on like, how does it help you sleep? Um, You're going to have less intimacy with your partner. Maybe it's going to be more difficult to actually put the covers on. But the idea of what does it actually look like in your room was something that never crossed my mind. Mm. Another person who I spoke with about this was a lady called Skylar. She's an expat and originally from Canada. She previously lived in Switzerland with her husband and then moved to Denmark. In Switzerland, they also have the separate duvet approach. And so she'd already become aware of this strange, peculiar notion of couples not sharing a bed cover. When you're actually in a bed with your loved one or, you know, somebody you're married to or whichever, um, I was a little surprised because it seems like it's supposed to be such an intimate thing. And so this individualism that people were independent in the bed somewhat, um, I thought it was a bit odd. And so um, I didn't know, I didn't think I could embrace that, but I have to admit that things change pretty quickly when I would go to hotels and try out this to-do-day system. And the thing she really likes is that when it comes to sleeping, her husband is really hot and she often gets very cold. And so for them to have to find one duvet, which keeps both of them at a nice temperature, is almost impossible. We have the to-do-day system and I have no complaints. Definitely probably the best sleep that I've ever had was certainly with the two duvet system. We also spoke to Philip the Dane, who realised that he'd never actually tested a double duvet. And so he should try it before making any judgment. My roommate came from England and one of the first things he said was like, why, why do everyone have a single duvet? And I had, never, I had never really thought about it before. I've always tried to defend it and say, yeah, no, no, it's better with a single duvet. We've had a bit of back and forth. And he was like, mate, no, it's not. And then, I don't know, I got more and more intrigued. And also sometimes if you've slept with other people, it's a bit sometimes a bit annoying when you have two duvets. You kind of want to be under the same duvet, but it's a bit too small. And then it slides out one side and you have to fight over it, over your sleep. So I thought I'd uh, give it a go and test a new double duvet. I asked Philip, what advantages had he been finding from using the double duvet? It's almost like a, a freedom of movement when you sleep. It's, it's so big, you can just pretty much do whatever position you want under it. You can like plank or you can spread out like a, a starfish and you're still yep. completely covered by the duvet. I was really impressed by Philip, if I'm honest. Open-minded guy. His, his English roommate comes in and says, come on, you know, why are you still using those single duvets? And rather than just be judgmental about it or just be like oh that's the way i've always done it he's like oh okay well i've not actually tried this double duvet let's give it a go 
He also, his, his grandparents got it him for his birthday, which I thought was just like the cutest thing. Maybe they were thinking about the aesthetics of his room. But that, well, actually, they, what was interesting was that the, the grandparents were really quite confused about it and they didn't really understand what was going on. But Philip was just like, I would like to have this double duvet. And they're like, oh, okay. so he wanted it. It was actually not it was, them. It was on his they wish just list. bought it because it was on the wish list. Exactly. So it was just about love for their exactly their grandson, their slightly peculiar grandson who's departing from the years <laughs> of heritage of having single duvets. So at this stage, I was keen to find out what duvet options were actually available to Danish customers. Um. Jusk is one of the largest bedding stores in Denmark, and one afternoon I cycled over to one of their outlets to try and speak with them. Okay, in we go. Oh, wow. I also wanted to practice my Danish while I was there. Hi. As a side note, this is a good phrase to use if you want to avoid instantly getting a reply in English. Excuse me, I'm learning Danish. Can we speak slowly? Yeah. Um, where are you doing? Yeah. 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 I eventually got around to speaking with Kia, the store manager in Fiskertol, a mall in the west of Copenhagen. We sort of walked around the store and we looked at the different duvets and the duvet covers and Kia was you know, very welcoming, sort of showed me around everything. It's a single, single with extra length. Then we have a regular double duvet mm-hmm. and a king size double duvet. We have like winter duvets and then okay. we have a duvet for the whole year mm-hmm. and a summer duvet. I asked if one was more popular than the rest. We definitely sell the regular single most. Most, most. Uh, most like most maybe most. <laughs> um, close to 90. 90%? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Before getting on to why, as someone who sells duvets all day, she thinks Danes typically choose single duvets. They choose the single because that's what they're used to. And also, if you, if you want to look for covers, the variety is bigger when you have a, a single because double duvets are not that popular in Denmark. There are a few interesting insights that came from this. One is that Kia herself has adopted the double duvet approach. She finds it much cosier. Mm -hmm. But the other was that the range of duvet, double duvet covers is very limited. If we have more covers for double duvet, more people will choose because um, we get the comment, oh, you don't have that in a double. So the thought of maybe considering changing for single to a double. Mm, I see. Maybe. Okay, so people are thinking, I want to have a double, but only if it's got the right cover. Yes. If I don't have the right cover, ah, well, I'll just go with what's available. The thing that got me was that they are selling predominantly single duvets, although it seems that this might be because they are selling more single duvet sheets than double duvet sheets. Because the logic that Yusuke are taking are People will first of all choose what duvet they want and then they'll go and buy some duvet covers and therefore we'll, we will have you know 80% single duvets, 20% double duvets. Whereas speaking to Kia, the, the manager there, she was saying, well, actually, a lot of people start by thinking what's the duvet sheet's going to be. And so a lot of couples will come in wanting a double duvet. They get there, there's only five or six options, none of them they like. Oh, okay, well, 
we'll use that we'll yeah there's there's then a design we'll single duvets instead yeah, there's a yeah. design that i like on the single duvets so let's go for that and let's buy it that way so actually the fact that the duvet covers don't fully represent the choice that exists that could actually be suppressing demand for double duvets in denmark that's, that's interesting. Of, that's little theory. Yeah, I um I know an interior designer who actually had quite an interesting piece of advice that he would give to clients who had single duvets. So his advice was that you'd buy a thin summer double duvet and you'd buy an expensive, like really, really top-notch cover for that. And then you'll put that on as bed cover on top of the single duvets. So that's a way to make it look aesthetically pleasing. And then you only have to invest in one. And then basically you can have whatever you want underneath. Yeah. And in terms of the options available, I spoke with my sister who lives in the UK because she recently bought new bedding for her double bed. And she was saying how it's just not an option to buy separate duvets, at least for adults. In most shops in the UK, they just simply don't stock them. That said, after our conversation, she's kind of opened up to the idea of separate duvets to avoid any duvet ceiling between her and her boyfriend. But she did say it might take a bit of time to get used to the idea. We are recording this from Hotel Mayfair in central Copenhagen, who've been really generous in letting us use the space. They recently had an internal debate about what type of duvets they should be using on their beds. Two singles or one double? Lena, the hotel manager, told us how the demand is higher than ever before, particularly amongst American and English people. Do you relate to that, Sam? Well, yes. I mean, I, I, as I said before, the, the idea of seeing two single duvets on a double bed is something which I've never seen. And so I can imagine that, you know, you're an American couple, you're an English couple, you're coming on a romantic weekend away to Copenhagen. You get into you get into the bedroom. <laughs> Shock, I, horror. Yeah, like what is dur, this? Dur, dur. Yeah. <laughs> so I could totally see it where lots of English people would just be like, "Excuse me, we are a married couple. We're not brother and sister. You know, we we can we would like to share this bed together." So I can totally see that. Yeah, and then they'll be like, "Well, sorry, but uh, we cannot yeah. help you there in Denmark. We sleep with yeah. single duvets." But interestingly, the, the thing that that they have been quite flexible on it, and they they've got this backup where for the you know, international traveller. There are these double duvets. The thing I found fascinating about what Lena said was from a housekeeping perspective, it's much more difficult to change a double duvet. And so for the housekeeping staff, they were all in favor of keeping single duvets because they're like so much easier to change them. You don't have to like feel like you're getting inside a tent and you know, you're trying to like figure out how it all works. And Can you from, relate to that? It sounds very familiar when you were well, I mean, talking well, about it. Definitely. I mean, when I was younger and I was in, you know, I was in, often in charge of changing the bed sheets at home and I could very often get a little bit distracted and end up having my own little play world in the site in this massive double duvet sheet because it is like if you're especially if you're quite small it's pretty consuming I absolutely detest changing linen and I can never find the right corners for each side mm. of the duvet I get it all muddled up and it's particularly difficult because we do have a giant double duvet because I do like double duvets I totally get the idea of a single duvet, but it could be a downward slope because what if you then suddenly get so ego about your sleep that you even want your own bed? I mean, oh my what, gosh. yes, exactly. So you think this is like the slippery slope? I think it could be a slippery slope. Definitely. I mean, I, I think it's really nice to be close to my husband in bed. And what we did in order to get 
plenty of sleep because I tend to steal the duvet. We just got a giant double duvet and that way it makes up for it. Okay, you've still got the togetherness of it, but you've also got enough place where if one person rolls over, you've not left it. So what have we learned? So the arguments for and against seem to hinge on a trade-off between sleep quality and intimacy. Many Danes are adamant that intimacy doesn't get compromised with separate duvets. Whilst a lot of non-Danes feel that anything but a shared double duvet is a symptom of an inharmonious relationship. There's also the aesthetics, which I never even considered. I think either way, simply knowing that different systems exist might give you a reason to reflect on your current sleeping habits next time you're going to be snuggling up. Thanks to everyone who has helped in the creation of the episode, including Frederick Ludwigs, David Doliak, Guki Kunis-Shivali, Reke Campbell, Andreas Poulsen, Kevin Mose, and Kevin Sudi. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're still early in our journey of resolving cultural confusion in Denmark and would love for you to join us by subscribing to the show on your podcast app. If you like this episode, please consider telling a friend about it. And you can also head over to www.whatthedenmark.com to receive our newsletter. Thanks for listening. I'm Josefina Volkvarts. And I'm Sam Floy. I have to say that aesthetics is still really important to me. And mm-hmm. that's a happiness during the day versus a happiness during the night. So <laughs> it's a difficult yeah. one. It's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. <laughs>